Hey yo, say hello to the pod guy. Oozing machismo. Survey says one more for the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chris Chase, and welcome to another episode of the Talking to Yourself podcast. It is a beautiful Sunday afternoon here where I live, and hopefully wherever you live, whether you're listening to this on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Friday, or guess what, a Saturday, or maybe even another Sunday, the weather is great where you are, which allows you to be outside, which allows you to kind of get some nice sun rays in to just, you know, feel good about yourself and the prospects of your life. It is so great to bring this show back to you. And as we get this show started, a couple of programming notes. One, you can check in on all of our previous episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to listen back. Season one had a lot more interviews than this season has so far. There might be some more interviews down the road, but right now there hasn't been. The only interview has been with myself. So I guess you're welcome. Or, you know, you can, you know, you can hate that. And guess what? Everybody hates Chris. In some way, shape, or form. But in the meantime, you can still enjoy that. And when you go... Make sure to subscribe to the channel. So on Spotify, you can put press a little bell thing that lets you know every time a new episode's coming out. You can also review the podcast. Leave some nice stuff. Leave a nice note about, you know, my vocal cords or about the subject matter or about, you know, you know, my way of being as a general person, all that sort of stuff. Be very, very, very kind. You know, because, you know, we're all sort of in need of some ego boosts every now and again. So, you know, but don't make it so great that I seem like a caricature or like greater than I am. But don't also be like, he sucks. He's the worst. Try to find some middle ground. Like he is adequate. He is in the middle. I would really appreciate that. And then another programming note for you is guess what? I got some spoiler news in the house today. Just talking to uh, the buddies from the House of Common Show, House of Common Show, you already know what it is. Uh, myself and nine of my buddies and one silent financier, we, uh, for the last maybe two years, year and a half, we had a, uh, a, a well, well-oiled machine YouTube show slash podcast show slash live in internet show. Either way, we have actually been talking seriously about what it would look like for us to come back to you the listening slash viewing public with a third season of our show. We're actually having conversations about it. We actually had one this week. Shout outs to Carmichael O'Shea McDonald, the young gun of the crew, who was like, yo, we need to get our act together. And we actually started having discussions about if we came back, what would it look like? Are we all coming back? So we can, uh, and if we all come back, how do we break it down? And if we don't all come back, what does it mean to be guest correspondents and that sort of stuff? What does a core mean? All these conversations that we've been trying to kind of start and then, you know, like they would fall apart or different things like that. Or in the group chat, we would start talking about that. And then somebody would say, hey, listen, I had a sandwich. And then we start talking about sandwiches or whatever else. We're actually having clear conversations about that. And so hopefully we're going to get on Zoom soon and start talking about that. And then hopefully... Who knows? Maybe Easter Sunday, we're celebrating not only the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but we're also celebrating the resurrection of the House of Common show. That was cheesy, but I'm taking it, I'm owning it, and you're taking it too. I don't even care. So 
ask questions about that. Ask questions, get in our DM. We're actually, we're reviving our Instagram and social media feed just to kind of get the teasers out there. So DM us, like let us know how much you want the show to come back because that way we can actually feel pressured to bring the show back. Speaking of DMs, you would have remembered two episodes ago, season two, season premiere, talked a little bit about why I am not on social media right now. By not at all, I wasn't on for about three months, maybe after Christmas time, I decided I wasn't going to do it for a bit. And um, and then slowly, especially on Twitter, I, I really enjoy Twitter. Um, getting back on Twitter, Instagram, I, I still don't have time for it. Um, outside of promoting this show, I, I rarely open the thing. I might check it every now and again because I recognize that some people send messages, but more often than not, the messages are just kind of like forwards of memes. And I'm like, I, I just can't. But I, you know, I had this whole conversation about, about why I, I'm not on social media at the moment. Two things I want to update you on. One, I remember um, this past January, there's this thing called the 30-day shred. You know, you know what that is? It's something where you can read the Bible, the entire Bible in 30 days. And it's like 40 chapters a day or something like that. And I realized that it would mean that I would be on my phone all the time, right? And I'm reading this thing and what it would do to my brain, even though I'm reading the Bible, there's other other psychological pieces that would, you know, catch me. And so while you think you're actually doing work, you're actually getting played. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got got. You got played. And so I decided, like, I'm not going to do the 30-day shred unless I do it with the book. And that was another part of the reason why I didn't want to be on social media as much as because I'm already on my phone for emails. I'm already on my phone to check the weather. I'm already on my phone for other stuff. Maybe I can take breaks and actually put my phone down and not be on it at all. Second thing I wanted to mention about that was I got a couple of, you know, like I've mentioned in the first episode, or maybe last week's episode, I can't remember now. Hey man, so good to hear that you're doing okay and things like that. We were worried about you. And I'm like, you were worried about me? Like me not being on social media had you worried? Like what the heck is that even about? That's super weird. But people were legitimately worried about your boy to the point where I had a friend of mine, I'll leave his name off the pod, but he knows who he is. He sent me an email saying, hey, listen, like, you know, I was worried. And there was a lot of speculation out there as to why you weren't on social media. And I was like, what? I, you the speculation about me about me what what I, I was like this doesn't make any sense why would there be speculation and like and then i started thinking about well i wonder what those speculations were i wonder what the t is so here's what i'd like for you to do if you're going to dm me on instagram i'm gonna actually you know i'll, I'll actually venture onto instagram or facebook messenger or whatever else is for a week because i'd love to hear from you the listening audience is what your speculations might have been. Now, I know, recognize that's egotistical, that so many people are going to be thinking about me and wondering about me and wondering about my whereabouts and all of these sort of things and making it about myself and all this stuff. But I'm actually really curious because what I want to do is I want to read them next week or the next couple of weeks on the podcast. So if you had a speculation in your head as to why I wasn't on social media, send them to me, I will leave your name out of it unless you want your name to be mentioned and your Instagram handle, all of the stuff. If you want that, I can do that, but I will simply just send it over to you 
I will no, I'll send I'll send a note to you saying thank you. And then after that, I will then read it out loud because I'm really curious as to how we view this sort of thing. That if somebody is missing off of what we will call now the public square, because especially now that we don't see each other in person as much as we did before, even though you know restrictions for COVID have been you know relatively almost non-existent now, we want to be able to still kind of talk about. You know, we still want to be able to see each other. We don't see each other as much. We still want to talk about certain things. And so maybe disappearing off social media actually causes more harm than good, perhaps. Maybe this is why people say, hey, guys, I'm taking a social media fast, which I think is whatever. But maybe that's why we do it. So please send them in. Send them in. Even though, you know, people are so good to have problems with it is. <laughs> have problems with why people use social media or not, that sort of stuff. But please send them in to me because I would really, 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 really appreciate it. Sounds good? Awesome. We're going to take a break and we're going to come right back. Hey, yo. It is March. As I've mentioned a couple of times, it is March. And my, my favorite, one of my favorite parts about March is basketball. Future, sing it for us, buddy. We're balling like it's March Madness. It is my is the most wonderful time of the year. Not Christmas, not Arbor Day, not Labor Day. March Madness. Basketball all the time. Thursday to Sunday. Second and third round basketball from twelve fifteen p.m. to around eleven thirty p.m. Just wall to wall basketball. I love it. March Madness. It's fantastic. Another part of March Madness hasn't happened yet, but it's happening. I guess by the tomorrow morning. Today in Ontario, where I live, is the last day where masks are actually required by law, and I'll put that in quotation marks because some people, they would not describe it as law, to be worn in in public in any indoor space. It's tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Mask on, Mask on, Mask on. Masks come off. Masks go from being a requirement to being a recommendation. They are no longer needed anymore. And it's crazy because we have legitimately been wearing masks two years, almost to the day. Today is March 20th when I'm recording this. Almost two years to today, we have been wearing some sort of mask. We were, you know, some people were, were you know, wearing, you know, these big N95s when it was impossible to find them and being yelled at in stores, like, how come you're not giving these first responders? Other uh, people were wearing scarves or they were wearing bandanas. Shouts to the Bloods and the Crips who were kind of going like, what, is everybody a Blood? Is everybody a Crip? Because I was blue and red everywhere. And then we finally got into the habit of buying masks. I don't even know how much my, I've probably invested thousands upon thousands of dollars in the, into masks. I, you know what's funny? I remember this now, is that there were people who were thinking like this was like a business move and like somehow like the mask industry was like, causing COVID-19 to raise up uh, the prices of masks, which is hilarious because we never wore masks before that, but that's okay. It's crazy. The madness is here. The madness is here because tomorrow we turn a corner. 
and we never have to wear masks again unless the world falls apart and then we have to go back into mandates and blah, 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 blah. But for now, there's going to be a moment where we have the freedom of seeing one another's chins. We have the freedom of seeing one another's upper lips, breathing one another's breath, all of that sort of stuff. And here's the thing, I get it. Nobody really liked masks, but there were some people who hated masks. Like I didn't like them. I think I wasn't a fan of them. And you know, you know, no one liked them when they had to go to a grocery store and they'd walk like 15 feet and they'd be right at the door. And then they do that thing where they'd sigh and swing their head towards the heavens and roll their eyes back and then slump their shoulders and turn back around and walk to their car because they realized that they didn't have a mask on. They had to go back, all that sort of stuff. Or people would kind of videotape themselves going into somewhere talking about their indelible rights and how they didn't have to wear a mask or how some people, they'd be so mad about wearing masks, but they want to make a point. So they would take off their underwear and wear their underwear on their face. Like, why would you put dookie on your face, bro? Like, why? what, what point were you making outside of your breath smelling like dookie? Like, le- le- like legitimately, like, why, why, why would you, why would you, why would you go and put dookie on your face? Uh-huh. I mean, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny either way different people do choose different things and now they're gone and, and i for one will say i'm pretty happy about that because i've lost so many of them over time i spent a lot of money shout outs to my friend um allison who made my family these amazing marvel masks um uh, she made them for our family for christmas just um just, yeah, just for christmas this past year and we haven't lost any of them we actually still have all four of them and like those are going to be like heirlooms that we'll pass down there was a time grandson where we were wearing masks this is your granddaddy's like that sort of thing it's it's, it's really cool and so I'm, I'm not disappointed about about not having them i am however there are some things that i'm going to miss about wearing masks so if you will indulge me in this segment, I want to talk a little bit about things I'm going to miss about masks. Because while they were a nuisance and while you know they were difficult to kind of maneuver and all sorts of stuff, stuff like that, and having to lean into people while they were talking because their voices were muffled, there are some things I'm going to miss. First thing I'm going to miss is I'm going to miss not having to worry about somebody spitting on my face. You ever been in those conversations where you're talking to somebody, you're talking face to face, and they're getting really, really excited, and then you then you feel that spittle hit your cheek? Spit it out in your face. It like hits you on you know on your on your cheekbone, and and you sit there and you don't know what to do, and they keep on they keep on moving, and you can feel the saliva then seeping into your skin pores, and you can feel that spit then turning into a pimple and pushing out of your cheek because of their morning coffee and omelet that just landed that spittle or even worse if that spittle landed on your bottom lip spit it out in your face like just the feeling of it just bouncing on your bottom lip as they're talking like you have you have become siblings that way you have now shared their dna and it was not of your choice i'm going to miss knowing that there was a blockade between your spit and my face i'm going to miss that i'm i'm actually going to miss that i now realize that anybody can spit in my face and i have to do the polite thing be like <laughs> yeah 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 and then do that thing where you're like you're scratching your face while you're laughing and you're literally wiping the spit then off through your lip and onto your hand so now you're going to have a hand bore like all of these sort of things like i'm i'm going to miss that mess protected me from that i i'm i'm also going to miss you know 
reading people's messages on their masks. The masks became really political after a while. Like there, you know, there were some messages on masks that, you know, you can read like, oh shoot. So that's how you feel about the police. Oh, so that's whose lives matter to you. Oh, so that's why you're a fan of that sports team. Oh, so you don't pay taxes. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to miss, you know, learning things about people because of their mask and now then having to go back and to use other stereotypes and other mean judgmental things to kind of say why somebody is the way that they are or they aren't. I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss that. And the thing I'm going to miss the most about masks is I'm going to miss, and this is going to sound so petty, but if you know me, you're not going to be surprised with the statement at all. I am going to miss talking about people in a low mumbled voice out loud in grocery stores and they have no clue I'm talking about them. I get to miss that. Like I'm a sort of person when I go into stores, if I'm thinking about something, I will mumble to myself. Like I'm like, if you know anything about, about Jay-Z and Jay-Z's rap process, he just kind of mumbles, he doesn't write them down. He just mumbles them to himself. He, he just kind of mumbles them and then kindly he puts them together into magnum opuses and songs, whatever else. Like, I'm not comparing myself to Jay-Z, but I'm a mumbler by nature. I just kind of talk and under my breath. And But there's something about, you know, when you're in a grocery store and then you're standing in line at the cashier and you have like two items, you have a box of rice and a cup of yogurt. Why you have two of them, I don't know, but you have that too. And there's somebody in front of you who has something else and then they forget that one thing. And then they look it back at you and they're like, I'm so sorry. I just need to go back and get a cantaloupe. Jerome really loves cantaloupe, but I can't make sure I have to make sure he has cantaloupe to go to school tomorrow. And then they run off and they take forever. And you're just standing there with these two items that you just want to cash out. And they run off and they come back. And then they, they, they're standing there and they're smiling at you. like And, and you know, because it's all masks, it's just eye smiles, right? It's just all just squinty, right? And you know how you feel, right? I choose violence. You want to fight that person, but you can't because it's inhumane to fight somebody. And so, you know, you do when you have a mask on, you just go, let me tell you what I would do if I was you. I'd take that cantaloupe and I'd smash it on the floor. They don't know any better. You get it out of your system. It's not going into your diary. It's not going into your journal. It's going getting out in, in real time. And then you move on with your life. Now, that there are no longer masks necessary, now I can't mumble no more. I can't mumble no more. And yes, it's petty. Yes, you want to hate me. Boo this man! No! You want to hate me, but you know the feeling and you know that you've done it too once or twice in your life over the last two years. Where you've kind of been like, let me tell you a little something about why your parking skills suck. You can't do that no more. Now you have to now you have to be bold about it. Now you have to actually like say, as I would say on the a house comment show, you gotta say it with your chest. You gotta say it with eye contact. I won't miss um, developing eye wrinkles because I had to work so hard to smile. I will miss now having to go to the back to the barbershop every two weeks to get my beard done because now I have to make sure that my chin looks presentable. Whereas before, you kind of be like, meh, it doesn't matter. So. While we are letting go of masks and we are letting go of these 3.5 inches of cloth that we're living on our faces for about two years, and now they go into recommended as opposed to um, required, I will miss the day and age where I could, you know, say my piece <laughs> and it'd be fine. I should say this though if you are somebody who is worried about COVID 19, 
still worried about the, about the pandemic, still worried about the virus, and you choose to continue wearing masks, good for you. I'm not saying that I will. I might in some cases, I might not. But if that's you, good for you. Well, wear what you want. Wear what you want. Do do what makes you feel safe. And if you are somebody who is not going to wear a mask, do do yourself a favor. Don't get yourself involved with somebody who chooses to wear them. More often than not, it's not your business. It's not your business. If you see somebody randomly in a store wearing a mask, no matter how annoyed you might be at that person, it ain't your business. They don't sign your checks. They don't clean your house or come to your house. They're not your neighbor. They're not your friend. You don't even know their middle name. Let them be. And vice versa, if you see somebody who is, isn't wearing a mask and you wear a mask, don't get in their business. It ain't worth it. It's not worth ending up on CP24 or ending up on someone's TikTok because you're arguing with somebody. It ain't worth it. Just live your life. Enjoy moments. Enjoy just being able to be back out on these streets and just living your life as best as you can. That being said, if you see me and I'm mumbling at you and you're kind of going like, what did I do? Just just don't bother asking because it's probably not good. We'll be back after the break. Hey, yo, we are back. So next Friday, or no, this Friday, my eldest daughter, Rebecca and I, our eldest daughter, turns 13 years old. We are going to be the parents of a teenager. That that freaks me out. That freaks me out so much. I'm super, super worried about that. Super nervous about the fact that like we actually have a teenager who's going to be living living in her house. And I gotta say, like she's already sort of acting that way and being that way and all sorts of stuff. But like it's official. It's going to be on record officially. And something that we've done that's really special. I really we, we we thought about it for a while was connecting our daughter Eliana with women who have been mentors in her life or meaningful in her life from the moment she entered into the world all the way to you know the week know the day that she turns 13 and so we organized this thing where we got her together with five or six different women to sit with her and she would you know all surprises uh, at this point now she's had a couple of them or have have hung out with her there's a couple more um who are going to be linking up with her between now and and her birthday and and they've taken her out for for lunch or for breakfast or to palladium different other things have given her really meaningful gifts and um, and we, we really wanted to make this a meaningful time for her as, as this rite of passage, we wanted to connect her to women who were there, there with her when she was a baby or when she was, a, when she was a toddler, when she was starting school, when she was getting older, all sorts of really cool things. We wanted to make sure there were women who were, who were, you know, part of that moment for her. Um, and it's just been, it's been really cool to every time someone stops the house or she gets dropped off at someone at a restaurant with some, for, to meet with somebody, um, that just her face kind of going, oh my goodness. Cause she never knows who she's going to be, be meeting with. Now, a couple things. One, if you're sitting and you're listening to this and you're wondering, wait a minute, how come I didn't get picked? Just really easy. Don't make this about you send me an email and I'll, you know, it's not a matter of like why you didn't get picked. It's just a matter of who we pick. So just, it's, it's, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Um, 
But the, the big thing, the other thing is how much it's been meaningful to, to Ellie. That's the, main, the more important thing. Because a couple of days ago, we're just sitting in the house and she comes up to me. She's like, dad, I think I got to dress differently. differently. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She says to me, she says, well, all the girls in my class, they just really mature. And I, you know, I just wear these really big sweatshirts. She's in the style where, you know, she loves big hoodies, big, you know, crew neck sweatshirts and, you know, jeans or tights and, you know, running shoes and things of that nature. And all of her friends, they wear, you know, tighter clothes and the the heightened up shirts and the, I sound like such a dad right now. I recognize that. It's embarrassing. And trying to explain to, to, to my daughter, trying to explain to Ellie, like, you know, just because they dress quote unquote mature doesn't mean they are mature. They're, they, they are 12 and 13 year olds trying to do their best impersonation of what they think an adult is supposed to look like. They're trying their best to be mature, but they're still kids at the end of the day. They're, they're playing dress up and trying to help her realize that like who she is doesn't have to be swayed by what she thinks is mature or not, but she needs to feel comfortable in this. And there's this weird sort of line between what you tell them to do and what you hope for them to do. Because when I was growing up, my parents were pretty well to my sister and I, this is what you wear. And there's no deviating from that. And if it doesn't matter what culture is saying, it doesn't matter what you want to wear, how you want to express yourself, these are the clothes, this is what we bought you, this is what you're you're wearing. And so I remember being a kid and wanting to wear really baggy jeans because that was the style at the time. I remember once wearing baggy jeans at the bus stop and my dad, for some reason, he was just driving around town and he, I don't know what he's doing, but he saw me and he made me, he picked me up. He made me go back home and put on jeans that were way more presentable. Shout outs to, shout outs to West Indian parents. Killing my swag one bus stop pickup at a time. And as parents now, we don't, we recognize that we're not going to be best friends with our daughter and that's not our goal but we also don't want to be these hardline people that she ends up hating at the same time too even though there's going to be a season in her life where she's not going to like us as that much as she's kind of figuring out her independence and figuring out her life which is why we've connected her with these women these women who have been so meaningful meaningful for her at this stage of of her life because we realize that this could be this could be a time where she might not want to listen to us, but she will listen to somebody who, you know, has been in her life, who has her ear, these aunts and big sisters and, and things of that nature. And it makes me think about the people who are in my life who did the same thing for me. And hopefully you have those people for, for you, people who have been meaningful in, in your life, people who have stood for you and helped you at different points um, and who have, you know, said like, we're, we're going to be with you. We're going to help you kind of figure out who it is that you want to be. So I'm using this, this section of the show to simply say to those women who represent so many over the course of my daughter's life, who have helped her become who she is going to be um, in a couple of days. Thank you. Thank you for helping us build um, the best, the best, almost thirteen-year-old on the planet. I'm very grateful for for each of you for your contribution to her life and how that has benefited her friends, how that has benefited the places that she goes, the people that she spends time with, um, 
and you know, and how it's benefited us as a family. You know, you are appreciated and I hope that every, I hope that you have more opportunities to encourage other young women to be better and to do more and to do better, all the, all of that good stuff. I'm, I'm very grateful for you. And, you know, however you can help me be a better dad, I will take it because I need all the help that I can get. Take a break. I have been a fan of wrestling since I was a little kid. I remember the first time watching WWF superstars in our apartment in Lachine, Quebec, Saturday afternoon. I think it's it was either 11 a.m. or 12 p.m. It was on for an hour. And just being mesmerized by guys like Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. I remember it was just along the lines towards WrestleMania 4. And Million Dollar Man and Virgil. Virgil, the Virgil character was very problematic. Pretty well a subservient black man to a rich white man. Taste of things to come. And other characters, Dom, Dom Morocco, Brett the Hitman Hart, Bad News Brown. And I just remember being just transfixed by these larger-than-life characters, brother. And as I continued on in my life, there was, you know, the, it, the wrestling was a niche thing. Only some people liked it. And if you liked it, then you were a nerd because it wasn't real. But was it real? It's real to me, damn it. Like all this sort of, all this sort of stuff. And as I got older, you know, something that like, you know, a group of my friends liked, but it wasn't something you talked about. You didn't talk about it with girls because girls would think you were super weird. Also, side note, if you are a female and you're a wrestling fan, you listen to this podcast, good for you. You know, Need to have you on the podcast, you know, talk about WrestleMania with my friend Stefan and I at some point. Anyhow, so I remember it's kind of watching watching wrestling every Saturday and then every Monday, all this sort of stuff, just kind of consuming it. And there's this one character, his name was Razor Ramon. I didn't know at the time when I was a kid that he was imitating this character called Scarface from a movie called Scarface, you know, Tony Montana. Say hello to my little friend. I didn't know any of that stuff. I just knew that he was really tall and he would say, hey, Chico, and he would have a toothpick in his mouth and he would throw it at people and he would just was this just, just the, the epitome of cool and he would walk a certain way and his hair would be a certain way and his stance would be a certain way and he had these gold chains. He was just the coolest. And all these guys, they're characters, they're actors and they're athletes and they would put, they would put on these characters. His real name was Scott Hall and he would do these amazing moves in the ring and tell these amazing stories because it was essentially like like soap opera or ballet with physicality and that sort of stuff within a wrestling ring. I say all that to say, um, this past Monday, uh, last week, uh, he passed away. Yeah, the age of 63 from complications, from um, heart attack and blood clots and from, from surgery. And it's really, really, really shocking because he was somebody who did some amazing things, got caught up in substance abuse and almost lost his life and then was able to get, you know, find some redemption and find help and get healed and then, you know, get his flowers before before he his untimely death. And why am I talking about wrestling? You don't care about wrestling. You're, you barely care about this show. But, you know, this idea of, of, of make-believe 
sounds really fun. You know, when I think about the world that I live in right now and war and bad things and people doing just, just people just being people and the idea of just playing make-believe for a little bit for a couple seconds um, isn't that bad of a thing. And um, I'm mumbling and stumbling a little bit. This is a really bad eulogy. But again, it gives you insight as to who I am talking to yourself, talking about yourself sort of thing. And he's just a really cool guy. And a real important part of my upbringing was watching this guy perform and tell stories. And that's what I love to do. I love telling stories. Now, I might get again to a wrestling ring and, you know, take a back body drop or a clothesline or a drop kick. No, I'm not doing that. Not this stage of my life anymore. My knees would not be able to handle it. But, um, you know, this is, this is to all the storytellers out there. May you be willing to consistently and constantly tell stories. And if your story has gone dark for a while and you find yourself under a pile of just crap because of things that have happened to you or around you, there's still time to dust yourself off, get dusted off, find your story again and tell it and get your flowers. Until your dying breath, your story's not over yet. And I hope that you have the time and the energy to be able to tell your story. And if you don't, hey, you have somebody standing in your corner cheering you on. Survey says it's one more for the good guys. See you next week. <laughs>